So this is a bonus call-in episode, episode 52. If you're not into call-ins, then skip this episode and move on to the next one. Otherwise, if you like listening to call-ins, this is the one to listen to. What's up, Pete? It's Joe. How are you doing, man? Great to see you have a new episode out. Uh, and it's a fantastic one on Judge Dredd. You did, however, miss one piece of Judge Dredd related media and that is the amazing amazing song by anthrax called i and the law off the album among the living which is an amazing album there's another song on there about uh the book the stand so you should absolutely check that song out if you're a fan of judge dread it kicks ass it does a good job of kind of telling the story of judge dread and what it's all about and that's actually other than the stallone dread movie that's my only interaction with judge dread at all i've never really read the comics or anything before so everything i know about dread i learned from anthrax peace out joe great to hear from you as always and you are right i missed out the music and if you haven't heard it already anthrax i am the law is a great track about judge dread and you can check that out on youtube i'm also going to throw another couple of pieces in here that you can also check out on youtube and other platforms are available one is the fink brothers with Mutants in Mega City 1 and the Screaming Blue Messiahs called Mega City 1. So that's two more tracks there to check out besides Joe's recommendation of Anthrax, The Fink Brothers and Screaming Blue Messiahs to get all that lovely Judge Dread music going on in the background. Hey Pete, Jason here. Just want to say I'm enjoying your Dredge, Dredge, Judge Dread reviews. I have... Um, so I became aware of Judge Dredd in the 90s, before the Schwarzenegger movie, in the early 90s, from another guy in the Army. And he sh- I, I mean, I might have seen or heard of something of it, but that's when I really read the comics, because a dude in my unit had the comics. And then we went back, and, and somebody over here in the U.S. is publishing, you, you know, republishing them over here. And um, so I never really got... And he had copies of 2000 AD, too, and that, that's why I learned about Rogue Trooper and some of these other properties. But, um, yeah, so big Judge Dredd fan. I've actually never played any of the RPGs. Um, sad thing. Maybe you have to buckle down and break the credit card out and track down an old copy of the GW one, because that sounds like the way to go. As far as the movies go, you know, you kind of need to smack. They, they, you almost need one that's smashed together, right? The Schwarzenegger one, obviously, Schwarzenegger wasn't a great Judge Dredd and took his helmet off, and he had the comedy stuff. But, you know, the Schwarzenegger one, to its credit, it did incorporate a lot of elements from the world in there. Now, it added some junk in there, too. But, I mean, it was a lot better than it could have been. You, you know what I mean? It um, they, they really did incorporate a lot in there. So, so, somewhere in the middle, I think, is your ideal Judge Dredd movie. I don't know if we'll ever see it. It might need to be a Netflix show or something. But anyhow, I'll let you go. I'm just rambling here because I'm tired. But I'm looking forward to your next review, whatever it may be. Talk to you later. Bye. Jason, I can tell you are tired. You've got your Schwarzeneggers and your Stallones mixed up. I know that you meant Stallone's film, not because Schwarzenegger hasn't done Dread yet. Although I think he's getting too old for it now. But you never know. Besides the two films I mentioned, which is the Stallone film and the Carl Urban film, there is a great 
independent fan film on YouTube called Judge Minty. It's only 27 minutes long, but it's an independent film made by some fans. It's excellent quality and it follows an aging judge, Judge Minty, who decides to retire. And as you know, all retiring judges must walk the cursed earth and trying to spread the law on the cursed earth. And I can highly recommend the film. You'll find it on YouTube and I will leave a link to that in the notes. So that's Judge Minty, a great little independent fan film. AP, great review of Tri-Cube Tales. Um, I enjoyed it. I just bought it. I will read it today and check it out. I've actually been looking at another light system that's kind of similar in some ways, and I will put out by somebody I'm on the phone and Maddie's barking at me, so I'm not sure what it is. But I will let you know because I'll drop it probably in my Saturday episode. So there we go. Um, yeah, but I, I, I love this, this review format, and like I say, you got me to buy the game, so you're doing something right. Talk to you later. Yeah, I've had uh, quite a bit of feedback from my... D- Tricube Tales episode. It seems that uh, quite a few people found that useful. Not only have I bought the PDF, I've now ordered the print on demand from Lulu. I've got a colour and a black and white version coming. They're so dirt cheap, I thought, hell, why not? Something I can keep in my bag so that if I'm down at the club one night and the game falls through, I've got something to rely on. So thanks for those calls. Uh, That was uh, Jason, obviously, from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Hey, Pete, that new bite-sized format is a nice one, man. I like it. Enjoyed the first one. Good stuff. And that was Colin Green from the Spike Pit podcast and my fellow Purple Worm co-host. Yeah, bite-sized, I thought it was just an easy way for me to put a podcast out. My review episodes take quite a bit of work, quite a bit of research, quite a bit of recording and mixing and what have you. So I don't get as many of those out as I want to. So I thought bite size, the small manageable chunks for me to get out and can get the message out quickly. But also I thought for listeners, it's quite handy for them. They can just dip in and dip out with short episodes. I know quite a few of us don't have the time to listen to long podcasts and sort of five minute ones. You can just quickly grab them. I know I listen to Old Man Grognog and Tenka. You know, they're only short little episodes, but they give me plenty of information. So I just thought... I'd try it and positive feedback has been received. So uh, thanks for that, Colin, and um, hopefully I'll see you again soon. Hi, Pete. Just Goblin's Henchman here. Just wondered whether you might be interested in making a audio dungeon submission for my for the next audio dungeon set I'm preparing. Um, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, if you listen back to episode 12 of my podcast, you see the sort of thing that I'm after. Obviously, if it's not your thing, no problem. If you want to give it a go, that'd be grand. Anyway, take care, fella. Cheers. Hi, Pete. Goblin Sensman back again. I realise I should have said episode 16, not episode 12. Episode 16 are the examples, and episode 12 was the sort of more of the pitch. All right, cheers, fella. Bye. That was Mike, also known as the Goblin's Henchman, who has his own podcast. And he came up with this great idea. We're all members of the Audio Dungeon Discord. So he thought, let's have a real proper audio dungeon where the OSR anchorites will call in and leave a description of a room with its contents, a description, uh, monsters, treasure, that sort of thing. And he'll put them all together and it will be a real audio dungeon. And I thought, what a cool idea that is. So I have been intending to call in, but you know what it's like. Life, the universe and everything just got in the way. And I will try and batch one out to you as soon as I can, Mike. And uh, I think it's a great idea. So keep it up. 
Pete, Conrad Kinch has sent three and fourpence here. Uh, just a message to say how much I enjoyed your Judge Dredd review and uh, how I uh, I sort of felt that the, the, the bit about lawmasters, um, uh, rookie judges or probationers getting into trouble behind the wheel, um, that, that, that didn't hit a chord at all. Uh, I, can, I can tell you that. Um, but uh, I think you, you missed one advantage of the game is that you don't um because of the the, the nature of of the role uh you never have a difficulty getting the players to go on an adventure or go do something because they just get ordered to do it you know it's it's like that bit in zulu why does it have to be us because we're here lad uh great stuff keep up the good work thanks for that calling comrade Yet you and I both know that as young police officers, you are absolutely brilliant at everything. Not good at riding a bike as a youngster. Young cop? No, that's not going to happen, is it? Anyway, although I talk about it, that is one of the reasons that we love Judge Dredd, that you are just so crap at driving your lawmaster. We chuckle about it every time. Let the bike drive itself and you can get on with being a street judge, upholding the law and shooting the bad guys. As you say, that is one of the good features for the Judge Dread game is that you are given your assignments every day and it is very railroady, but it makes it really easy to run for the GM and all the players are signed up to that. They know they are a judge and they're going to get assignments. And what usually happens is you get your assignment for the day and that's what you're going to get investigate. And yeah, you do get sidetracked by little mini missions, but it's very episodic and it's great to run as a drop-in, drop-out game. And that's what I really like about it. And it reminds me like of a, a TV series where you have episodic sessions so you can dip in and dip out. Players can come and go. So it works really well for the genre and it is one of its big selling points. So um, yeah, thanks for that one, Conrad. Hi Pete, just a quick uh, voice message to say thank you very much for backing my uh, Facefolio Kickstarter. It's uh, much appreciated and um, I look forward to sending it to you when it's done. Okie doke, cheers, bye. Mike, it was a pleasure to back your Kickstarter. I always like to try to back Kickstarters of friends that I know. So it was a pleasure and I'm glad that you funded and I look forward to the final results and getting those uh, folio of faces into my little pocket so um good luck with it and i hope you're keeping well hey josh beckelheimer here so i enjoyed that review of that Mortboard game but dude you said that this was a death metal inspired game then you open that book and you say and here it gives a list of bands for inspiration but you don't even tell us some of the bands how am I supposed to get pumped for this game if I don't know what kind of music I need to listen to before I buy it? Really, though, I did enjoy it. And I am actually interested, and in, I'm going to check it out and look at that artwork, because that artwork, how you describe it, it sounds like something that's probably for me. Well, Josh, let's fix that straight away. So the doom metal bands that helped are Ashbora, Batushka, Bellwitch, Belzebong, Black Tremor, Bong Ripper, Bongzilla, Cathedral, Conan, Dark Buddha Rising, Dark Throne, Domcraft, Dragged into Sunlight, Dodzrit, Earth, Electric Wizard, I, I Hate God, Gnoll, 
Godspeed, you Black Emperor, KTL. Mammoth Weed Wizard Bastard, Mayhem, Mepoash, Memo Lord, Morbid, Merg, Furper, Primitive Man, Prophetus, Shadow Master, Sleep, Slomatics, Sunno, The Body, The Gift is Accursed, Thou, Tiamat, Ufomat, Urfaust, Weed Eater, With the Dead. And there's your full list as requested. Hey Pete, Jason here. Thank you so much for your in-depth review of Mork Borg. I really appreciate it. Um, I probably will wait till there's a hard copy available and I'll pick that up. I won't play as it as is, but thanks to your review, there are definitely things in there I'd like to nick. And there's definitely some interesting concepts that could be adapted to other games. So I'm really happy that you pointed those out. And I appreciate your taking time to do that. So look forward to your next episode. Take care. And for Jason, yeah, there certainly are some good ideas in Mortborg. Um, plenty of there to glean. Even if you don't use the rules yourself, then there's plenty of ideas in there that you can sort of take and nick and put in your own games. So thanks for that call, Jason. I'm glad the review was of some use to you. Hey, Pete, that new bite-sized format is a nice one, man. I like it. Enjoyed the first one. Good stuff. And that was my old mucker and fellow purple wormer, Colin Green from also known as Spike Pit. Thank you, Colin. I'm glad you like the bite-sized episodes. The idea is that I'm going to try and get a few more of those out, although at the moment the pandemic hasn't helped. Busy in work, and although there's self-isolation, we've got the family at home, <clears throat> there's noise, there's chaos, and trying to find a quiet time when there isn't somebody around to do a podcast episode is more difficult than you think. Hi, Pete. I just wanted to say a big thank you for running... Vampirella Hammer Horror last night. It was really great fun. I especially liked all of the 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 deaths. They were great. They were really kind of evocative of of the of the films. That was fab. And I really liked the way as well that some of the scenes just kind of ended, you know, the film and some other bits have that just had that really decisive quick ending i also liked how i guess you injected a few more roles into the uh, into the odd electric bastion land system and 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 my mind is always tending towards that so that was really nice thanks again see you that was barney from the loco ludus podcast and he's referring to the Hammer House of Horror game we ran a few weeks ago. I was up for session two and I ran Vampirella, which was a 1970s Hammer House film that was never made. Based on the comic, although I managed to get hold of a synopsis of the original script. And yeah, it really wasn't vampire based. The script was that they were in Barbados and the vampire hunters were not fighting vampires, they were fighting aliens. But I did throw a sprinkling of vampires into there as well. The rules I used, as Barney said, was into the odd, but I changed things about a bit, changed some of the names and sprinkled a few bits extra in to make it more um, hammer housey. And we had a great fun. Um, we did it Theatre of the Mind, and I just... 
I shared my screen with images to give the people ideas and um, set the mood. And yeah, the players all stepped to the plate. I had a ton of fun. It went in some ways that I just didn't uh, expect at all, but uh, everybody jumped into it. I did have a cutoff point. I, I didn't want to run over. So I made sure that we stuck to the time throughout. Um, so I did cut some machine scenes short, but that is what it's like in the movies. You, you've got a time frame to go to. So you've just got to get all the information in. But yeah, it was a ton of fun. And a thanks to all my players for who took part in that. I really enjoyed it. Hey, Pete, Jason here. Liminal sounds right up my alley. I hadn't heard it before, but yeah, I'll pick copy up. I probably won't pick copy up till after this current mess because answering it tight here really quickly but that said i do appreciate your pointed out and i hope everything's going well for you we'll talk to you soon yeah jason liminal is a really good product i can highly recommend it so do pick it up i think it mixes the old school with the genres that i like uh, modern fantasy come horror grim fairy tales come Dresden Files come, oh yes, it's got it all in there. It really is a good product and there's some great ideas in there, some great backgrounds. And I think it's a really good project that deserves uh, your hard-earned cash. Hey Pete, Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor here. I just I wanted to say I've been really enjoying your uh, pint size uh, cast. I just uh, listened to your latest one about going to the convention, one of the last ones you'll be able to do in a while. Glad to hear that you were able to get with the guys and do something like that because Looks like a lot of us will be uh, um, kind of isolated wherever we are located and whatnot. So one last hurrah before the the big isolation age, huh? All right, Pete. Take care and uh, keep those uh, pints coming, man. That was Tim Shorts from the Gothridge Manor podcast. And as it turns out, uh, Tim, yeah, that was my last face-to-face game. The following week, I had to close down our face-to-face group and tell all the members that we were on lockdown since the government had um, shut us all down. The good news is that I've managed to get my face-to-face group online. Now, this is no small feat, as I am the only veteran of online gameplay, and I've only been doing it since June of last year. My face-to-face players, none of them had done any online gaming at all, so it was up to me to lead them on. So, to start with, I formed, uh, I created a our own Discord server for our club and put a voice channel on there. And to keep it simple, I ran ICRPG, which is one of my little lovely games, which is really great to run online as well. So got them all in audio and then we I ran them through a game. And all I did was did some screen sharing with some maps and some mood shots and they loved it. So I thought I would take it up the next level for the following week and I got them onto a VTT. We did have a test session about two or three days earlier to see if they could all log on and I used map tools. Now, considering they've never used a VTT in their life, they all did very well with it. And I'm going to do a separate episode on map tools because there's lots of episodes going out at the moment covering Roll20, covering fantasy grounds covering tabletop simulator and currently there's no love for map tools so i'm gonna do an episode on map tools and how you can get that up and running so thanks again for your call in tim hey pete so i'm this is mamadine quite amused by your streak of 2d6 games at uh concrete cow um 
because I've sort of recently been focusing on, on games with a 2D6 mechanic, basically because you can just slip a pair of 2D6 in your jeans pocket in a, in a, in a, in a, in a game in your, in your back pocket or a, or, 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 or a PDF on your phone and then that's it, you're, you're, you're good to go so you can go in here where with that. So yeah, I think 2D6 is actually quite a sweet spot. Um, so it's not surprising there's a lot of games using the mechanic, but um, but what's interesting is that you do you can actually even so get some interesting variations on it, such as what you such as with the uh, code of the space lanes. Okay, that's me. Bye. And I think that was first time caller Marmadink. Thank you for the call into the channel, and nice to hear you're listening. Yeah, two D six really is a sweet spot. I think, as you say, you can keep them in your pocket. You've always got some with you. And the mechanics work really well. I'm a big fan of the Powered by the Apocalypse style games. And some of my favourite games use the 2D6 mechanic. I'm thinking of Barbarians of Lemuria. Travellers, another one that uses the 2D6 mechanic. And there's a host of powered by the apocalypse type games as well so 2d6 really is a great little system and you've got the dice on you at all times so thanks for the calling marmading so that's it for the calling episode hopefully i will be back to normal service being resumed from next episode so thanks for all the call-ins and to all my guests on the show today and i look forward to hearing from you all again See you all on the flip side. You have been listening to the Dragons Are Real podcast. My name is Pete Jones. You can find more information at my website at petejones.neocities.org or at my blog at dragonsarealpodcast.tumblr.com. The opening music was Fireflies and Stardust by Kevin MacLeod. The closing music, also by Kevin MacLeod, was Fretless. <laughs>